genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, a once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here as I always am with Sean Petit. Howdy. Casey Crawford. Hola. And RJ Vite. Ayo. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to spoil those for you. So I'm going to give you some timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything you might need to skip. Our top story today is Infinite Frontier number two by Joshua Williamson, Paul Pellet- Paul Pelletier, Jesus Marino, Zermanico, Norm Ratman, and Romulo Fajardo Jr. Wow, that is a lot of names. It's a lot of book. You know? Yeah, it's it is a lot of book and a lot of Dude, names. It's many many book in there. It's so much book. It's like <laughs> four book. book in one. <laughs> That's why there's four artists. You nailed it. Uh, so wow. uh, so let's play the let's play the um, good news bad news game. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> good news. I don't have COVID. Bad news. Bad news. I had a sinus infection for like a fucking week. Oh, gross. I finally passed it, but it took like a straight week. And it was like only when my ear started to hurt. I'm like, that's not a COVID symptom. That's I, I know what's happening here. But also, good news. I'm finally able to afford health insurance. Thanks, Uncle Joe. Woo. Um, well, what's the bad news? It doesn't start until August 1st. <laughs> So I wasn't oh. able to go to the doctor for my fucking, like, the first time I really need to go to a doctor since, I don't know, when I had COVID. Um, and I, I wasn't able to go because I literally just, like, bought it. Casey, are these are these symptoms I can go to my doctor and pretend to have so that I can give you medicine? <laughs> no, Is that against, that's against gone. the law, right? It's, that's absolutely I'm sure that's against crime. the law, but we also live in a dystopia when laws are unjust. Yeah break laws you know but also like, knowing adam's doctor he probably just assumes that adam assumes that he has it anyway <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think i'm gonna get much yeah i don't think <laughs> yeah you're just you're just you yeah, pat on the back <laughs> you're okay yeah. but it's okay <laughs> um but yeah no I, also the other good news there's no bad news to this you guys don't need to adopt me anymore i can afford health insurance well there you go <laughs> i guess i'll put the papers away i was looking for a dependent <laughs> <laughs> well bad news then you can't have a dependent and me at least go adopt a child i don't know i don't know how to how you live your life i just want to i just want to stamp a little uh disclaimer real fast none of the things we ever talk about on this show are ever admissions of guilt um <laughs> Yeah, uh, there is no statute of limitations for the crimes I am continuously committing. <laughs> I, I love that we got to keep making sure that that's very clear. You know, you can you can get away with any any admission of guilt if you say you did it in Minecraft. It's like so so all those drugs I smuggled in Minecraft. <laughs> wow, Minecraft is intense. People do some weird things on that Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the police precincts that I burned down in Minecraft. <laughs> you had to. Build All right, them. now that one I have to cut. So you had um, you had to you had to build them and then burn them down. Exactly. That just seems like a lot of fucking work. <laughs> just Don't play you G- dare censor me, Adam. Just play GTA. It's a lot fucking easier. They build them for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Grand Theft Auto. There you go. That's a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I've done some really absolute. I, I've done things that I, I have real world guilt about in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> well, now like that- I know those people weren't real, but that was a part of my brain I wished did well, exist. It's, how's, everyone's, weird. how's everyone's week been? Pretty good. Other than me having intense ear pain. Um, better than that, yeah. for sure. Uh, Just about anything is, really. I don't remember. It's been so long. Didn't <laughs> oh we already do this? Yeah, I feel like I, we just did this a couple days ago. And now I don't. We to almost talk did about. this a couple of yeah. days ago. That's what's been throwing me off. We logged on and said, "Nope, nobody read anything," and then logged right back off. Well, after chit chatting for like an hour. <laughs> and here we are after reading like a couple more books. <laughs> hey, I did my homework this time. I didn't do my homework the first time because I had said ear infection and sinus <laughs> infection. So it's excuses. It's, I'm blaming you, have an you guys. Eye infection. Not, Jeez. I, I mean. Just about everything, but <laughs> everything up and up until uh, pink eye. <laughs> I have to get you something. Keep yeah. getting. If I had pink weird. eye, I could have actually gone to the doctor, probably. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and paid full price like a fucking chump. Mm. Full price of the doctor. It's my favorite. Anyway, I watched some movies, but Ooh, I think we already see? talked about them. Did we talk about them on the air? No, I don't remember. That's the problem that we're oh having. My God. That I'm having. I saw a couple uh, in theaters. I saw Black Widow and Zola. Um, I can recommend one of the two very highly. Guess which one? Probably Black Widow for sure. Mm, I can recommend Florence Pugh and David Harbour in Black <laughs> Widow. Ten out of ten on their performances. The movie is eh, fine. It was fine. If you want, to, if you want to go watch a Marvel movie in the theaters, there is one, guys. That's all I can really tell you. Uh, yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it, and I yeah. didn't even see it in theaters. Yeah, um, but Zola was fucking excellent, and if y'all want to enjoy Wasn't yourself... was he in Captain America? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was really good. But no. <laughs> oh, right, it was the other guy. She was not in Captain America. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I watched that movie, and if you don't know anything about it, it's uh, this, I don't. this, this, uh, it's a, a stripper who like tweeted her like insane cart like road trip with this psycho bitch to Florida. Like she tweeted, it was like 148 tweets, and it was like the first viral Twitter thread. I guess I don't know. I don't know how long Twitter's been a thing. Um, but she got picked up to do a movie for A24, and it fucking rules. It's such a good movie. That's I like, bizarre. I read the, th- yeah, it's uh, it's weird, but I read the thread afterwards and the movie actually tones it down. Like, that's how insane the shit was. So, that's fucking cool. You get movies also, made by Twitter now? That's fucking, what a world right? we live in. It rules. Like, and they, they made her like the executive <laughs> producer. Like, it's well, fucking it awesome. for that person. I just feel like, man. We got a good movie out of it. What other Twitter movies are we going to have? There has been <laughs> movies based off of way worse things, I assure you. It's true. You. I can't fair. wait for the follow-up, the uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch um, Shrimp Tales <laughs> oh, saga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just call it Milkshake Duck, the movie. <laughs> a bean Dad? We're going to get Bean Dad, the movie? Yeah. Bean Dad, the oh, movie. No, that's going to be a docuseries for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that guy's going to be like a serial killer. We're gonna yeah, find we're going to have to dig into that. <laughs> That's going to take at least four to five hour long episodes. In in other um, <laughs> um, Casey recommends movie corner, Werewolves Within, fucking excellent. Sam Everyone Richardson. Everyone keeps saying that. It's so good. It's like Clue with werewolves. That's fun. I don't yeah. know how you play Clue. My Clue always has werewolves. <laughs> yeah. I only ever play it on full. Spoiler: They always weird. did it. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, no, it fucking rules. And Sam Richardson is a treasure, and I love him. Yeah, we watched. So I, yeah. I've, I've made the um, ill-advised decision to, to start skateboarding again. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Way too fucking old for this. <laughs> How you feeling? So, yeah. Uh sore. Yeah, mm. yeah, is a word. And embarrassed. It's a, it's been an absolutely embarrassing ordeal. Hey man, uh, I only ever went skateboarding once. Um, it's when I was in middle school and I was trying to impress the cooler high school boys, like the like the hardcore kids that were like in the cool band and stuff. And um, they were like, yeah, 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 it's just like, you know, like jumping in the deep end. You just got to like go for it. And then you just like your body just knows what to do. Um, it absolutely which is doesn't. a fucking lie you will notice and that is a lie what's um, what's funny is there was like a 10-year period of my life where i skated every day like i was really heavy into it yeah and it's not just, like riding a bicycle you do not it remember. is absolutely not i forgot literally everything about it um, like i had to be it's 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 so weird to think of myself as a beginner but it's like <laughs> you have to completely relearn it it's been yeah, your crazy. body uh forgets how to do shit if you don't yeah. do it for 20 years, like certain things, it's just balance and you kind of get the hang of it. But skateboarding yeah, someone, seems someone much more skillful. Go, someone had to go, here's a really long oval and it's going to, it's going to ride along the floor and you get on it. It's like, uh, <laughs> that doesn't, I don't, I don't like that. That seems like a bad idea. Uh, There's no handles. What do I do? What do I do with my hands? What do I do with my hands? But yeah, no, that, that one time that I went skateboarding and they lied to me, I just, I just took a fucking header into yeah, into that it, like it was a half pipe too like like the fucking yeah ate shit so hard i just left my skateboard there that i that i had bought like my mom bought me a skateboard and i was just <laughs> i just fucking walked away from it and never, oh that's awful never i have i have seen a version of of that rage quit which is a guy walking up to a young kid and just giving him a skateboard <laughs> that's essentially what i did somewhere there is like a 40 year old ex hardcore dude who like has that skateboard as a trophy from the day that he made the yeah. annoying girl go away? It's like, hey kid, do you want a <laughs> brand new skateboard? It's like you're you hurt your back, didn't you? This, that's what this is. <laughs> yeah, I hurt my back, but I'll be back here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, no, I, of, I did not. Just pop I a said, bunch of ibuprofen nope. and fucking get back to it, baby. It's a big old nope from me, cause I ride a bicycle. That's stressful enough. I don't. I don't need. I don't need anything yeah, more. Yeah, that's it, you. You take your life into your hands with that thing, Casey. I really do. But uh, I also I had a, a moment of COVID psychosis where, like, I don't know if y'all noticed this or if it was like just uniquely in my like social media bubble. There's a really big t- trend of like hot girls buying like roller skates. I had this has that's been found a- its way into my Twitter feed because of skateboarding and like all the all the hot girls that I'm like that I want to be friends with and or are friends with I'm just like yo that looks cool they look cute I want to get roller skates I'm going to buy $200 roller skates and then I was like no no it's, it, Instagram's yeah, so dumb yeah I mean, Instagram's <laughs> algorithm is really interesting it's like what's something that you're currently obsessing over okay would you like to see hot girls doing that <laughs> Yeah, and the answer is almost always yes. Well, and, and this in this case, it's yeah, hot girls that time. I like know yeah. or kind of know. It's not, yeah. it's not. It, it wasn't really too many like Instagram models. It's just like it seems like my skates. friend who's a babe who tattoos on the West Coast. Like, yeah, she's a fucking it seems babe. Like and that now retro she owns roller, roller skate thing has come back pretty hard. Yeah, I don't. It's yeah. it's a weird COVID thing. I don't. I don't know. I I don't get it. It's just one of the only things you could fucking do. That's probably part of it. And it's cute. 
Look so cute. cute. You can buy cute ones. Now. So cute. You could look so fucking cute. That's really all I want. Only I was like, you're they're good so at it. Otherwise, fucking... it doesn't yeah. matter how good looking you are. The, the skates are so fucking cute, and I would just eat shit so hard. Because where are you going to skate in Philadelphia? On the street? Like a fucking <laughs> psychopath? <laughs> FDR, man. Just uh, go to FDR. Nope. nope. And, and be the person everyone doesn't like at FDR. I'm not trying to get scabies from street punks at FDR. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's Again. like a short list of things that drive people crazy at skate parks and it's guys like me and and hot girls on roller skates and also um people on scooters and scooters yeah. they fucking hate scooters mm-hmm. i found out well, they should be more welcoming to beginners because they were also once beginners i agree that's my whole thing like yeah. fuck you guys you just had to start here too like fuck off i'm just doing it in my 30s go fuck yeah, yourself like <laughs> all right let's talk about some comics we talked about or read last week I'm gonna do the Joker number five. You're just stalling. No, I'm trying to read this shit. What? No, he's doing Bro. <laughs> Damn. Joker number five by Matt Rosenberg, James Tyner the fourth, and Francesco Francavilla. So we get some we get some OG Jim Gordon losing some his flashbacks. Fucking, losing his fucking mind with I the love Joker. Oh Francesco Francavilla. Like fuck, he's so good. I love it when it, it's like a total tone shift from the rest of the Joker, like the last four issues, but like well, this is it. Yeah, we get a Chef's good kiss. gritty noir Jim Gordon comic uh, here. So we basically get the story of really the first time that Gordon um, comes up with the Joker and like a come and and it comes against the Joker in any real meaningful well, the, way. The first time that he caught him, yeah, it really so, catches so they're, him. They're trying um, to put him in Arkham, and he's like, "No, this isn't good enough." Yeah, he finally arrested him. He got him. And then, yeah, they're going to put him in Arkham. He's like, he's a fucking psycho. He's going to escape. What are you people thinking? And you could see how it's like starting to affect pretty much everything um, in his in his life. Like the opening scene is um, him on a case. He thinks it might be Joker related. And instead of like making it and uh, to some backup um, for a. Uh, or is that later on? Sorry, I might be getting my order of operations out of it. No, it is this one. Okay. Oh, no, it's later on. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Get it together. It's a, we read this shit a week ago. Sorry. Um, he's... It, it intrudes into family therapy with his wife. Um, yeah, he's really biffing it with his wife. Yeah, that, that and the thing you were trying to get at. Well, I'm gonna get there, there later because it's like the end of the fucking comic. Well, he's trying. He's trying to um, catch Mahoney and like a, a bunch of other like like actual crime bosses. Yeah, he's trying shit. to track down some with crime Harvey bosses. Dent. Yeah. yeah, with Harvey Dent. With one face, Harvey. Dent. Yeah, one, one face, face, Harvey Dent. Only the one. Good old only only the OGs remember one face Harvey Dent. Yeah, so yeah, good he's old in he's in therapy with his wife and gets a phone. Basically, he's like, "I gotta fucking go." Like Joker's in Arkham. This is ridiculous. And he like calls a squad car to take him home. He's like, "Oh, I figure it'd be easier if you just drive your cell phone, darling." It's like fuck, you're an idiot. This is yeah, why we're he's in therapy. Like, good lord. Just the worst husband in the and world. And she's basically talking about, I feel like he's always distracted and never there. So it's and like, he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta yeah, take this. So yeah. basically you don't to, understand. The funny man is gonna escape. Yeah, right. Exactly. So he goes, there's on. a murderous clown out there and I'm the only one who could stop him. <laughs> yeah. He goes to Arkham and basically inspects what the he's gonna get held in. Um, 
and he goes into this wing where it's the <clears throat> father the of Texas the, Chainsaw Massacre. The Texas Chainsaw Cannibal People. He's basically, they've financed this entire wing. And he's like, yo, you need to move the Joker in here, like, now. Well, the entire wing is just one it's guy. Just for him, it's just for him, because his family paid Texas, for it. Yeah, it's the yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. And they're like, yeah, he's like, no, no, no. The Joker needs to go in this cell. And they're like, we'll talk to the family. And Arkham's like, I don't give a fuck. They're paying for it. Get the fuck out of my hospital facility, whatever the fuck he calls it. Um, yeah, this was an interesting way to tie it into what's currently going on with yeah, kind of Yeah, because he ends up getting on the phone with the son, and he's just like... The cannibal nah. family. Yeah, Samson. The Samsons. I um, love how he's always eating. Every time you see this dude, he's eating. It's yeah. just like, those eating, that's people, yeah. bro. And he's eating people, yeah. For sure. Um, and he's just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like, just straight up, like, I don't, I don't care. Um, Do you have a clown problem? It's not my problem. And then while he's there, the Joker... <laughs> you got a clown problem? You should probably get a Batman. Um, That's how you fix a clown problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and while he's there, Joker actually escapes from his cell. And he's just kind of sitting there in the cafeteria eating some fucking cake. I love this design of, for Joker, too. He looks... While he looks menacing and jokery, he just looks, like, so much tougher than he normally does. Like... This dude's pretty intimidating. <laughs> I like. I just like the character design. Mostly because he's eating cake. That's yeah, he's eating cake, and he's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill some motherfuckers." <laughs> like, um, just being the most jokery person. So at this point, basically, Gordon decides to take up the mantle. Like, yo, I need to watch because he's gonna escape again. Um, but this is at the point where he remembers he was supposed to go help Harvey on a raid for Falcone, and he's like, "Oh, fuck." I'm up at Arkham. If I leave, Joker's gonna escape. Lo and behold, he do- he escapes anyway because he left for 45 seconds because he's the Joker. Now he's eating pie because my man's got a sweet tooth apparently. Uh, yeah, he like uh, J- uh, Gordon couldn't get reception, so he literally steps outside to take a phone call and like tells an orderly like, "Do not move, do not move." And he just wants to take the dude just goes immediately and takes a piss. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like, what did I say? So what he's the there all night. So eventually Gordon goes to that raid and it's a fucking bloodbath. And they're just like, what the fuck? Where the fuck were you? No one gives a fuck about Joker. Like, you're getting people killed out here. Like, what are you doing? So Dent's pissed off of them and then he kind of it kind of winds down and he's talking about like, you know, Dent's a good man, but and you can't blame him for anything, you know, but he's wrong. The Joker's right. Like, I need... He, he doesn't know why or doesn't understand it, but something bad is coming to Gotham, and that's what the Joker was telling him. Like, something big is brewing, and the last line, this last panel was fucking brutal. Uh, he basically yeah. saying, I was exactly where I needed to be last night, and he walks into his house, and there's a sign that says, Happy Anniversary, Mom and Dad, with, like, wine spilled and stuff. <sighs> But he was yeah, in the, the dinner is ruined. Yeah, and he was in Arkham all night babysitting the fucking Joker. So we kind of get a good, we get this look into Jim's past, which we all know is not Bad. the best. He yeah. he has he struggles a lot with this shit. But this is a great, uh, this was a great issue. This obviously this book is amazing. But I love the color palette of this book. Yeah, yeah, Francisco Vancavella just it's, fucking kills it every time. It's so simple. It's it, it, you could almost do like a, a two or three color separation with it. It's yeah. amazing. So uh, really great. Yeah, um, I, I love how this like there's a there's a running th- theme through this whole series of um, 
the Joker just wants to make Jim go insane, but, like, without even meaning to, he kind well, of has. The like, problem, it's a, I feel like it's, part of the issue is Gordon knows that some of what the Joker has says is is true. Oh, it's all yeah. He's, and that's he's, what that's what sticks in his brain. He's not usually lying. That's yeah, the, so like, that's, that's the what bad try, makes him go nuts, especially early on. Yeah. But then the second, you know, the last issue, we he's basically tells Gordon like, "I didn't fucking do a day. It wasn't me. Like, have you known me to do something like that and not take credit? Like, mm-hmm. come on, dude." Yeah. What the fuck's going on? Something else is up here, which is yeah, kind of somebody crazy. else wanted to wanted me gone. Yeah, there's and... a reason why all these people are coming after me now. Uh, someone wanted me dead. You know, I if I wanted to kill Bane, like if something like if I yeah, wanted to kill Bane, I would just fucking killed him. Like he like, had a plan for Bane. Like yeah. he's like I I wanted to kill Bane in a spectacular way, but no. Yeah, like yeah, he's all pissed <laughs> off about fucking A Day, which I think is hilarious because uh, it's just <laughs> the fucking Joker. It's such a great characterization of him. Like it's. Yeah. I like this. The mass this. murder wasn't wasn't to his liking exactly the way he would have <laughs> right. It wasn't it wasn't showy enough, <laughs> and it probably ruined whatever planned he had he had going on after the uh-huh. fucking Joker War. Yep. But this feels like an interesting. Like I'm glad that we've gone. This series has gone back to the um, Joker and Gordon dynamic because it is as important to the Batman mythos as the Batman Joker relationship ever mm-hmm. since the Killing Joke. Yep. And all of that stuff. But, like, I feel like with the New 52 and Rebirth with Joker, we really hadn't seen too much of them in, like, a few different series, but not not anything to uh, the extent of, like, the Killing Joker one. whatnot. So this has gotten back, really re-solidified how much, you know, how influential Joker is to Gordon's story. And just seeing him, just seeing Gordon haunted by him every time he looks in the mirror... It's yeah, I feel like the Joker's really been like isolated to only interacting with Batman over the last however many years. Like, yeah, it doesn't like it's other than maybe Harley, but even Harley's been pretty detached in recent memory. So it's good to see them kind of get back to him interacting with some of these other people, especially people like Gordon. And I and I love the like they just treat him as truly monstrous, and like they he, Tanyan does such a good job of turning him. Uh, just uh, writing him as a the ultimate villain. Yeah, like they make him. I like the controlled, intelligent version of Joker. Like he's not just some crazy person that's just running around doing things by luck. Like it's calculated, yeah, yeah. and like this version of him is way more terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah great though check it out tynan again we i don't know every and rosenberg week. rosenberg helped on oh this and one. rosenberg that's right yeah, yeah but yeah but just in general this was a great story i don't know if there's an issue i don't think we're allowed to do this show now without at least mentioning james tynan at this point like i feel like it's just happening so i think it would be impossible it seems to be honestly. impossible <laughs> actually i don't know if he has any books coming out next week Blasphemy. My, he's well, got like all 90. Of them came out the last two weeks. He's got like 90 <laughs> books. He's got. He'll have a new one. It's, it's fine. fine. We'll, yeah. We'll see. We, we will. Yeah. He's just a factory that pushes yeah. out comic books. We'll just take next week off. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Speaking of uh, books, we always talk about. 
<laughs> I got uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number oh, 119. Fuck. I thought it was going to be Spawn. <laughs> Stop oh. that. What the, this was by Sophie Campbell, Nelson Daniel, and Rhonda Patterson. So we get some uh, some mutant town drama. Politics. Going on. Politics. And some tiny ass ninjas. And some <laughs> adorable little cute little ninja guys. Yay. So yeah. So we, we kind of get this. We're, we're building up to Sally's first rally to be mayor of mutant town sally's rally i know i was i, I, I was like is there a way i could make this not rhyme no there isn't no, is. you lean into the rhyme i've just the one thing i just want to say is that i'm so glad that they're giving more attention to sally because she's such a great character and yeah she was pretty underutilized the in through the core series for the most part except for a few bits here and there well, she could be mayor, so she's gonna yeah. be front and center soon. Yeah. So we're we're, we're like kind of leading up to this rally. Raph goes to get Casey, and I guess they haven't seen each other in Oof. a while. And Casey's just Oof. just a shit bag now. Just the worst. Just staying fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> He's like drinking and like. Being a total bro about everything. Does that whole like jealous his best friend got a girlfriend yeah, thing? Yeah, the classic. Yeah, and bit. like keeps yeah. making it like t- too broy and sexual and yeah, just yeah. being that guy about it. Yeah, just patriarchy being, ruins the party yet again. Yeah, Jeez. just being just being a real douche. <laughs> just being a just being a Chad. He's he's got a he's, he's got Chad energy. Just being a real Chad. He's acting stop like his dad. The, stop yeah. sullying the Casey name. Casey <laughs> but that's the thing. He's he's becoming his father, which is you know yeah, brutal the cycle. So yeah. So then Raph's just like, you know what? Never mind. Yeah. And it's so sad. Eat my farts because I'm like. Out. The the Ra- the Raph Casey friendship is is it's an important friendship in TMNT lore and to see them like this is sad. Well, I feel like this is setting up Sophie doing something with Casey, which is cool. Yeah, I, yeah, like I mean, he has like redemption. A, like redemption. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, we had to characterize him as being shitty after he like broke up with Jenica just because yeah, she's a turtle he, now. He yeah. was kind of a dick through most of the. Uh, main series he was very bad with relationships just hilarious how you put that yeah she's just a turtle now like come on happens yeah, she's just get over it all I your guess, best friends are turtles I guess to him deal with be she's got jarring. a girlfriend now we don't we don't need to bring casey back yeah it's fine that. yeah she's on the greener pastures yeah <laughs> so um the there's a really adorable B plot to this, and it's that <laughs> Lita and the Weasels followed Raph out because they want to be like ninjas, and they find like this lady in trouble. So like, they spring to action to help. Friendly neighborhood little tight oh, little they're, ninjas they're beat so the cute. pants off the person. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they beat up this baboon guy and like a yak and stabbed the yak. <laughs> they like they got their uh like squad formation tactics down. Yeah. Attacking as a dudes. unit. Yeah, they fucked these dudes up. <laughs> It's pretty impressive. I just want to say the the comparison of these weasels to my three cats just gets just gets more and more accurate as we go. <laughs> I like their weapons. One of them just has like a stick with a chain that just has like a metal ball. At it's the a end little of teeny it. tiny baby. 
maze. Yeah. It's a little baby maze. Dude, it's like a cat toy maze. Yeah. One of them's got a freaking like blowgun. Yeah. Where do they get a fucking knife? Is my question. Dude. They live in a dojo. In a ninja <laughs> dojo. Yeah, they got they weapons the all over the place. A knife. Uh, yeah, the one's got like one of those cane it. swords. Yeah. It's like it's like a long cane, but with a short blade that comes out of it. Yeah. All yeah. I'm all I'm saying is that if I ever encounter three small weasels that are also ninjas, I'm just surrendering. Mm. Because yeah, but when you're a giant yak man, that's kind of like that's not weird anymore, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, my, but sometimes my cats you gotta learn fuck not to me talk up back. pretty hard. Is there a difference I, between? I surrender to them. Is there a difference between like, like? mutants and then mutant ninjas because like not everyone in in mutant town is a ninja yeah but like if i'm a yak like i'm not going to be too afraid of a couple of cat looking it i guess it depends on how well versed you are and you know yeah weasel ninjas ninjas because also like in mutant town i'm gonna think everyone's a threat because god knows what's going on like there's a frog that can make you hallucinate if you touch him like you know you read gave him goliath once Set you straight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there are also these other two guys that like get the jump on him with trank darts. It's like a lemur and an octopus face looking guy. Yep. <laughs> I love what we're speaking about, like all the different mutants. There's this huge double page splash at, at uh, the rally. And there's like a giraffe just like off like like half panel. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I want to know more about the giraffe. The character designs in this book on just like side characters is awesome. So good. There's like there's every kind of animal in Mutant Town, and it's so cool. I was just like, there's I a want a big ant. Yeah, but we're we're getting a little far ahead of ourselves because this this lady that uh, Lita and and the weasels tried to save ends up getting shot. Oh. oh shit! So, yeah, the Lita and the weasels get bagged up in a net, and this lady gets shot. So, like, but then the next page is this this splash with all of these these characters that we're talking about, like like the 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 giraffe. There's like a shark guy. There's one of those like crazy Jesus lizards with like the the flappy. Uh... You know, like the thing that kills uh, crazy the dude Jesus lizard. Jesus lizard? Not a Jesus lizard. What the hell is it called? Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. The Jesus lizard's the lizard that can run across the water. Yeah, not that. Oh, I was like, you're talking you about the one that spits the venom in Jurassic Park. Is that the one you're thinking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah the one yeah, that yeah. kills yeah. Dennis Nedry. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, but he's got like piercings in all of the little like flappies yeah. on his ears. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, I the character like how, design like, in this is fantastic. I like how most mutants are just the default punks now. Yeah, like yes. it's just like, well, we're we're living in squalor, like squats. Might as well just commit. Yeah, <laughs> might as well be cross. Uh, I might as well just be a cross punk shark if I'm going to be a shark, right? <laughs> street shark, street sharks, <laughs> street shark. <laughs> totally Jossum. Jossum. Ah, you beat me. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> So uh, while while this this rally is starting to happen, um, it looks like Leo and Donnie and a few others are kind of scouting out the rooftops, and they find a bunch of uh, bunch of snipers. Yeah, they. I love how they each find a sniper, and there's like this montage of them taking them out. It's so cool. Shredder even gets one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his is a dog because Raph sees him. I think that's one of the first times someone actually sees him. Oh, I did not pick up on that. Because he says, oh, yeah. who the hell? And he, because he sees him taking the dog out. 
So it's one of the first times someone's seeing him kind of lurking around. Mm. Yeah, but there's like one of them's like an alligator. But the the action it's shots. It's a crocodile, obviously. Sorry, but the action the action <laughs> shots with the crocodile are great because like the crocodile gives you that action line because of how long his face is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and like him getting punched in the face, it just adds to it. And I I love these character designs. <laughs> you know, we got a dog, and then we got a a rooster. I believe this is the other one. And the rooster, uh, he like palm heel strikes him in the face, and the sound effect is Bach. Talk a doodle don't. It's great. This book is great. I love it because it's like it's like this this really serious thing with all of this like like intense drama, but there's also these just like adorable furry type people all over the place. Uh huh. So, yeah, the hermit but, crab with the dumpster on his back. Herman. Herman, Herman's the best. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, apparently there was one or two that they didn't get that just opened fires into the crowd at this rally, which like the fuck know, r- that's pretty rough, right? And what's what's kind of behind all of this too is it. Hob is uh, obviously has to be the guy behind all this. So this just all of this going on is just getting everybody in the town behind Sally. Like it's not winning anything for Hob. But it wasn't Hob. But it wasn't Hob. Yeah, I don't understand this part. I don't like it. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's trying to make Someone's a trying war, to make it look start like a war Hob. In town. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. Like the last panel is just two groups of people just running at each other. Oh, it's X Men One Hundred. Yeah, I'm about to say it's X Men cover. This is just name your animal. You have to see how how much you paid attention in zoology class. Yeah, but uh, (laughs) but Hob says he didn't order the attack. It was Manta Ray, and I fucking hate it. I don't understand why they they made Manta Ray a bad guy or Man Ray because. He, or Ray Filet, depending because on... Because him and, him and Sally were on the same side, and they both quit Hob because he was too evil. I mean, maybe it's just Ray trying to... Just trying to push the... Push the hand of, like, let's make Hob look as bad as we can. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Could be. Don't like I was it. thinking it was gonna be Stockman, because he, he just wants to fuck up Newton Town as much as possible. There is also Stockman, and Stockman could be making it look like it was Ray. You know? Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. We haven't yeah. seen Ray... I think since he quit, right? Or it's been a while. I think it's been a while. But yeah, I love the art in this. I love the character design. The character's design is just perfect. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out the good boy who's on the bad side. But there's a there's a, <laughs> like a uh, there's a pit bull uh, mutanimal. <laughs> good boy mutanimal. The goodest boy, but also not stop it, stop it. It's like, a bad it. dog. It's like a, it's like a power quinn, is that what it's called? <laughs> he knows what he did. No. Look at him. Just look at him. He knows. He, he knows. Almost killed a person. <laughs> All right. So, I've got a book. Um, Neat. So, there's a book that came out while we were gone uh, called The Six Sidekicks of Trigger Keaton. Uh, number two came out this week, so, uh, yeah, here's a quick, um, refresher. Uh, it is by, uh, Kyle Starks and Chris Schweizer, and with, uh, color assists, hold on, I, I clicked away from the screen, 
um, by Liz Trice Schweizer uh, from Image Comics. So, essentially, this book is fantastic. This book is so good. It's so much fun. Um, essentially, in the first issue, we are introduced to Trigger Keaton, who's like. If Chuck Norris was also just like the biggest d bag on the planet, um, mm. so like we, so we, Chuck it's, Norris. <laughs> I mean, oh, damn. I, I'm not trying to, to take shots at Chuck. I don't Norris, know shit about Chuck Norris. As a His internet jokes are dumb. Is all I. So know. he's but he's Jean Claude Van Damme, is what you're saying. Oh, he's mm, Jean Claude Van Damme. There you, there you go. go. Uh, but like more like like TV Jean Claude Van Damme. So, so Steven Seagal. Steven yeah. Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> so Hulk Hogan. He's Hulk oh. Hogan. <laughs> We're gonna play this game. Yeah. All to, of these people you, wrapped yeah. up in this. Do you guys pass this real quick, Casey? Do you guys remember uh, Thunder in Paradise? No, I don't want he's, to. He's more oh, yeah. like a. He's more like a. Um, what was the guy from Baywatch? From Knight Rider. David Hasselhoff. Dave, he's like a David Hasselhoff mm. in the body of a Chuck Norris, basically. There you go. Um, yeah. So he's the worst person in the fucking world, and he dies. So we <laughs> All are that, and he's the worst. He's <laughs> the it. fucking worst. But he, uh, we're introduced to. <laughs> Uh, his his most recent sidekick, like evidently they just got picked up for a pilot uh, doing like a detective show or whatever. It's all these and different that, kid actors that he was with. It's, it's all the mm. different sidekicks from all the different shows. The yeah. most recent was an adult, but yes, all the rest of them were were like child actor sidekicks during like his his storied his career reign. in huh his reign. I just in the first <laughs> yes. issue they introduced the characters by showing you the character their name and then a newspaper script of them like giving an interview about how terrible uh, or it was like so a couple of them were like the tv guide well like, no it was both <laughs> yeah yeah it, there was two newspaper clips <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so so we're introduced to um uh miles nuyen is the is the one who's like okay so trigger's dead he wasn't he didn't commit suicide he was murdered and he goes to the cops and tells them this and he's like oh look at all this evidence and the cops are like we don't give a I shit i just like that he played a cop on tv and he just goes in and he's like doing actual detective work yeah <laughs> and they're like hey how about you leave the job to uh, the professionals guy and he's like but and they're like yeah shut up we don't care um and he enlists the the help of Paul Hernandez, who is now just a nurse, but used to be uh, trigger sidekick. Yeah, they're like, the- so what do you do now? Do you do you doing a like a, a doctor movie? It's like, no, I'm a, I'm a nurse. I, I do actual nursing. <laughs> it's not that hard a concept, guys. I, I like Paul. Paul's the yeah, best. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah pa- Paul and, and Miles are kind of like the straight men. Um, they're like kind of the duo that's like doing most of the actual like investigative work then they're confronted by terry kimono who is a triggers protege in the truest sense of the word just just a beer drinking mess of a fucking human who never outlived his glory days he's the one that idolizes him but yeah he's still like he knows he's a piece of shit but idolizes that like he's like like the main character from scumbag yes he's like he's like a steven seagal type yeah but he idolizes him in the sense that like he knows he never liked him he, like he know he knows uh the guy hated him also but he's like he covered all his emotions with like cool martial arts and it was so <laughs> right, right, it's, right it's so uh like he punched me because he cared yeah exactly yeah. yeah and and he's like he's like oh well trigger taught me all the best moves and he's like the guy who has to tell you how good he is at fighting which means yeah. that you know he's bad at fighting um then there's also Tad Haycroft who was the voice of Skippy, the car in the Knight Rider type show. Who also rocks. 
<laughs> Skippy <laughs> is the best. We'll get to Skippy but, later. But it's like by accident. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. It's no, yeah. Skippy, Skippy great. really shines in this issue. Um, and then there's two others that we get just like a very quick um, uh, introduction to. But I, I'm sure we will get more character development on later. This issue predominantly uh, deals with the, those four. Um, so it starts off and they're at the reading of the will uh, for Trigger Keaton. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> and first, uh, he's like, she's the, there's this like ancient lawyer lady who's like reading off the will. And he's like, Mr. Keaton bequeaths his collection of exotic martial arts weapons, including a box full of throwing stars and something called a meteor hammer to the patients of the local children's hospital. <laughs> Obviously, that isn't going to happen, and then scratches it out. <laughs> I, was that, I guess it's just like a final, like, fucking, like, <laughs> screw All these. Screw humanity. I'm going to well, give these th- kids. Th- that's ninja that's just stars. a fuck you to Komodo. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I mean, that's fair. Um, but it's yeah, just it's like, like, what? <laughs> Next, Mr. Keaton, who's the nurse guy, left, for, left this for, oh, Mr. Keaton left this for Paul Hernandez, the nurse. Um, should he, quote, have the gall to outlive me and he's like oh cool it's gonna be like a treasure map and like they open it up and just says fuck you paul it's so great that it didn't just say fuck you like he 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 took the time to write his name yeah Yeah, yeah. this is absolutely my favorite bit in the whole book it was so (laughs) funny i had to stop reading my my favorite was komodo going what i don't even get a fuck you letter Uh, to Thaddeus Haycraft, I leave my 1973 AMC AMX slash three prototype muscle car, the stupid car from the stupid show. And it was like, the sign car? Like the also, like, he, he's like, I leave it to you as a memory that you won't yeah, ever do no. anything in your life. May, <laughs> may you forever be reminded that you'll never be anything but a replaceable part of this thing that's better than you in every way. Let it serve <laughs> as a reminder of your own inconsequence. Enjoy driving this impeccable monster monument to your to your life's failure um, i love that like also the end Brutal. of the book has like these reddit threads screenshots yes. about the car and a and like how trigger took it because and, ta- and tad is like in there and he's like tad is aircraft has yeah. done voice acting they're like are you okay skippy <laughs> but also uh I, I Tr- like that there's data pages. Trigger made yep. the show and like essentially bankrupted the show by choosing this car in which only six were made. So it was like the most it was like the most valuable car in the world and he put it as one of the six like he made it the car for the show, so that was like where all the show's budget went was this car. And then he immediately got in a drunk driving accident yeah. and killed a bunch of people. So they're like, Well the show was cancelled because oh it's the worst. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so then, then Paul's telling Tad to like, you have to say, no, you can't take this car. And Tad's like, but I really need a car. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I do need a car. Tad's just kind of a nerd and a, and a visor at this yeah, point. But he's great. Um, it's fine. Uh, so then. <laughs> fuck you, Paul. Uh, fuck you, Paul. <laughs> oh my God. So so then so then the 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 lawyer gets gets a page from her, from her uh this book is so good. She gets a uh, page from her secretary and she says, "Um uh I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have several angry people out here holding what appear to be boxes um human feces." <laughs> she, and she's like, "Yes, another uncomfortable request of triggers was to 
uh, was uh, Trigger's will was that we ship out several dozen boxes of bowel movements to people he didn't care for. Where and how someone stores 40 boxes of their own excrement until their death, I don't want to know. <laughs> and then there's just like dozens of people, most of which are a bunch of stuntmen who they pissed off in the first issue, uh, yeah. are, are just in the lobby, just screaming just with boxes of poop in their hand. <laughs> and then she's like, you weren't supposed to put return address labels on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and, and then, then Paul, Paul, Paul Paul slaps the box out of one of their hands to try to make it escape <laughs> the, guy's, the, <laughs> the guy's like there's poopy in the air the guy's dressed like Woody yeah I don't yeah. know why it looks yeah, exactly like, like Woody. Woody from Toy Story yeah. yelling there's poopy in the air yep it's so oh good. my god that got me dude Kyle Stark like he he takes the the weirder road to get to a joke, and like the wording is always funny. That's some why of, I'm reading every panel. Some of my favorite so things are like there's these jokes that are um, mixed in with a bunch of other panels that are that is kind of like only tangentially related. <laughs> like they're like like on the run from the stuntmen, and uh, Paul's like, "I've only had normal sex. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't I've die only now. Had I've only had perfectly normal yeah, sex." Like, and yeah, like after that happens, we see like a panel of one of the stunt guys going like. He's like, I see. I feel like it's in my hair. Another one's like, I don't see any, but it's like when you see a bug and it's like they're crawling, like and it gets cut <laughs> it's off. It's exactly but, um, like that. I, I um, Kyle Starks wrote. Um, he Rock wrote Candy and, Mountain. and drew Rock Candy Mountain, which I want to do as a uh, an episode of of Now in Trade so bad. But like he, there's a lot of that book that was that's like a, an homage to like old hobo traditions, and there's like a lot of their language. But there's also a lot of just language that he made up for that book that's right. just excellent. Like there's a line where he goes, "He's got punch diarrhea," and that guy's face is in the toilet bowl, like just <laughs> shit like that. It's just so funny. Oh, it's so good. But there's poopy in the air. Like, come <laughs> on, man. Uh, but yeah, so to get away from all the angry stuntmen with poopy in the air, uh, they all hop in the sidecar, which is uh, the the car that Tad was the voice of when he was Skippy. Um, and they, they have a car chase in which they, he immediately just stops at a red light. And there's this whole interchange where they're <laughs> like, go! And he's like... But they stopped at their red light, and they're like, but who gives a shit? And he's like, well, there's rules of engagement. Like, we have to stop. And there's this whole, like, suspense building where he's just at the red light. And then when they hit, when the, when the turns green, he says the, like, the... Cr- it's uh, crank it. Crank it. Yeah. It's the it's the catchphrase to to the show. Uh, and they're like, holy shit! I can't believe he said it. And then he drives like the best fucking stunt driver ever. Because I guess when he was a kid, there's like there's like a single panel flashback. It was just like, yo, check this out. And it's just like the stuntman teaching him how to drive. Um, so he just out drives. He all like these, reverses like, and like weaves between their cars. He pulls a total fucking Blues Brothers. On it's their like asses. it's so <laughs> impressive. I love it. <laughs> uh, and then they like Komodo tries to like hit the like gas button, and they're like, obviously it's a prop, dude. He's yeah, like, like the you smoke wouldn't have pushed it. Button. Yeah, he's like, like you wouldn't have pushed it too. Like, yeah. I totally would have pushed it. Oh, like, yeah. geez, let's hope that this thing actually does it. <laughs> Uh, just a big button that says countermeasures. <laughs> oh man, it's so good. Yeah, so then they finally they lose them. 
And uh, like they're like, wow, I can't believe you actually said the Skippy line. And then Komodo's like, I can't believe such an incredible driving came out of such a stupendous nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, He's so like, good. what is happening? It's like, Tad's some kind of driving genius. <laughs> uh, so they get back to... I'm, I'm unclear on whose house they go back to. I think it's, I think it's actually Trigger's house. Um, but they, they go back and they're kind of like recouping and they're just, they're talking about like how it's like, obviously ninjas killed him and they're just having this stupid conversation. And as they're doing this, um, these, uh, they call them Samoan triplets. These just like massive dudes come out of the shadows and they're like, stop asking questions. It's none of your business who killed him. And they're like, they like most of them get knocked out and Tad runs away because obviously, um, and so, like, the next day, they're like, okay, guys, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit who killed him. Like, this is Paul. Like, I, like, the trigger was shitty, and those guys all but admitted it, so, like, fuck off. Like, I don't want to do this. And then Miles, the, like, detective, the fake detective, uh, actor, goes like, well, they admitted it, so we're close. Like, let's keep going. And they're like, okay. So, like, uh, and then they go into, um, <laughs> what looks like the bar from uh, from Dust Till Dawn. I can only describe it as that. <laughs> I was thinking of it as the bar from Pee Wee's Big Adventure with all the I Hell's Angels guys. I fucking knew you were going to say that. Um, it's the both. Satan's it's both helpers. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And they go to get the uh, the equivalent of Large Marge, who is uh, <laughs> the, the, the lady uh, sidekick um, that was introduced in the first issue, uh, Allison St. Marie. She so wasn't she, even at she, the... Uh, Will, Will yeah. No. Uh, and and she's just having a fucking bare knuckle brawl with some dude who's like seven. Yeah, she's tall. just a fighter. This is awesome. <laughs> and that's how the issue ends. It's amazing. I cannot wait to meet her. Yeah. Let me Holy tell you. Shit. Yeah, she's introduced very briefly at the funeral and she's just kinda like, What the fuck? Like who the fuck are you people? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we gotta talk about uh Rock Candy Mountain on this show at some point. So yeah, good. That was great. I like that book. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll probably do it at our, at our current pace for now in trade. It'll be sometime in 2023. Yeah, we got to get through X-Men. Good grief. <laughs> All right. I'm going to talk about my comic. Uh, <laughs> I have the Flash Annual um, that came out this week uh, by Jeremy Adams, Fernando... Fernando Passerin, Brandon Peterson, um, Hi-Fi, and Michael Adia. Man, I have not read a single Flash issue since, like, Rebirth, or since, like, Infinite Frontier, whatever the fuck they're called. I haven't read a Flash issue in a long time, and I read this issue because RJ said it was amazing, and it just, it ties together every Flash event, like, all three of them. (laughs) It's also the ending of the current arc, which I haven't talked about at all. But, fucking wild but like you don't need to have read any recent flash to really get what the fuck they, yeah. they catch you up good like it's good. so the the flash series up until this point um from because it, it uh got renumbered in or i guess it didn't i don't know anyway it started a new arc with a new writer in infant frontier and uh this whole time the wally is back being the flash but he was about to retire and um then this surge in the speed force occurred and pulled him uh pulled him into it and each issue he's been like doing time travel shenanigans and it's been really fun like the first issue he was in the jurassic period running away from a dinosaur that had gotten the speed force and then (laughs) the second issue he's in the future and then the third issue is he fighting hitler 
with the with Yo, Jay Garrick and the JSA. The I just can, can the di- the dinosaur with the speed force just continue to be a flash in canon? Can that just be a thing? You should come that back. is like I the would, scariest thing I can imagine. I would <laughs> fucking read, especially if it's like a T Rex. Like it can't be a dinosaur that's already fast. I would read the fuck just out of that. Jurassic book. Park, but they are, but they have super speed. Just or like a Brontosaurus that's also incredibly fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. So yeah. Uh. He Wally is also been getting help um from uh barry uh ollie and um mr terrific they've been and rip hunter they've kind of been like in a science room together trying to figure out what's happening and like talking to him through all these different time travel uh phases and science room i just want to point out yeah, science room, room. Con- there's scientists there's i science have no room. comment i just wanted to point <laughs> it out <laughs> what? Where else are they gonna be? You're not wrong. Where else are gonna just talk to a person that's time traveling? <laughs> um, Guys, get to the science. Room. Apparently, the the speed lab. Apparently. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. They've been communicating. And Barry, since he's also a Flash and uh, uses the speed force, he his power has been draining. Um. And uh, it's like Wally can feel the fluctuations, but um, the final surge shoots Wally out into uh, his last um, time era and it's the the moment in Heroes in Crisis right before he murders everyone with so, his speed force bubble. If you didn't read Heroes in Crisis, spoiler, also, you can probably skip it. It's not the best. It's also not the worst. It has its moments, but <laughs> the, the thing you need to know if you didn't read Heroes in Crisis is that Wally has a panic attack and kills everyone at this, like, sanctuary, which is just, like, PTSD house for superheroes. Um, which uh, which that- didn't help any PTSD <laughs> and uh, kind of just made the character... Uh, grief stricken, and yeah, of course, because he killed all of his friends on accident. Yeah, like he just there's just it's a fucking explosion and everyone died. And, was, and the whole book was like a mystery of like who done it. And yeah, it's like, oh, it was just. Wally but it was just on kind accident. of like heart ripping be- because it was like, oh hey, this character that everyone loves and has been clamoring to come, like that needs to come back for like 15 years at this point is back but he's not the hero he's just a murderer and uh i mean an accidental murderer sure, but, a murderer but like he no. he wasn't the star of the book like he wasn't like in any books they were just he was just so yeah they brought him back to to make him have a freak out but and kill but everyone. this the infant frontier story has been about repositioning wally uh back as the flash um, because Didio isn't involved in DC anymore. He hated, Ooh. he hated DC's legacy characters like Wally and, uh, Nightwing. Dis- and Nightwing's fucking killing it too. Yeah. So like, let's fucking go. But like, my whole thing is like, D- uh, DC's legacy characters is like one of the things that makes the, the company, the company. Like it's, they have outstanding legacy characters. They're some of the best comic characters around and you just ignore that. You don't get the yeah, JSA it, or anything like it's like they're families. They and they're important people. Like people have actually managed to latch on to not just one iteration of the Flash, but multiple. Yeah, they're fle- They're so fleshed out. They've been around for like a hundred years. Yeah, like. <laughs> right. Uh, a- anyway, th- this book opens with um, actually 
Wally recreating the uh, Tom King paneling the like the nine panel grid from I like that from Heroes in Crisis, which is funny. And uh, he talks about Roy and how he has a how Roy had a saying where uh, when Roy was going through recovery, uh, like uh, drug rehab, um, of don't leave before the miracle happens. And he was saying that he didn't really talk about that and he didn't really like, believe in that until his wife came back to life and um he talks about redemption what redemption means to him um and then it cuts to the him showing up with the time bubble <laughs> so like time bubble right at the moment where all these people are about to die. yeah so like everyone that died in heroes in crisis is kind of caught in the stasis field and they're like suspended in the air and um, the only person who's not and is able to walk around is Roy. Uh, um, I think a, a very crucial part that I loved is that we find out that it wasn't Wally's panic attack. It was the surges that, that RJ was talking about. Like, it's, it's the, the, the speed force was, was uh, doing these, like, periodic surges trying to, like, fix itself. And it just happened to happen right at the moment that fucking Wally had a panic attack and ran outside. And everyone came outside to follow him. So, like... It it redeems Wally. He's like, oh shit, it wasn't me. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so Wally uh, uh, gets to talk to Rory again, and it's like really heartwarming. And I love the fact that they decided to have uh, Rory like around for this issue. Um, yeah, it's like a little bit of Dosex Machina because they don't explain why Roy's the only one that's like not caught in that stasis. But the way they do it makes that forgivable it's like it doesn't matter because the 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 like moment we get with roy is so beautiful that it's just like i don't care that it doesn't make sense (laughs) uh and then so we we see the the villain and essentially uh there's been a person stuck in the speed force trying to like consume it trying to like uh, harness it and like suck it into himself and take all the speed force for himself and it's Savitar um which is a flash villain uh and like he they thought he had died in flash rebirth um so he he's obsessed with uh like taking all the speed force for himself and he's been stuck in the speed force doing that which is why the speed force freaked out and took Wally and sent him all these different places because it wants uh Wally to uh, stop Savitar from like eat- eating it or whatever it's doing. He's just trying to <laughs> trying to take all the speed force for himself because he's dumb. Nom, 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 yeah. Nom. <laughs> uh, so the speed force is like, hey, don't do that. I need a I need a antibody. Um, yeah, they they describe it as antibodies at the end. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it's like you're <laughs> you're getting purged, buddy. Dude, some of these pages though. Jesus. Yeah, they're brutal. Yeah, there's a lot going on. He, he's, like art, a, like he's like he's like an anime flash shit. villain where he does he does yeah, that he like is. he does that like uh palm to face like smash through the ground move. Yeah, yeah oh, well yeah. just like the speed force lightning tornado thing. Yeah. Like, it just looks crazy. Um So then then uh he kind of gives a description of what happened to him after Flash Rebirth and like how he was stuck in the speed force and um and then, also, we were been cutting to the science room, um, and Ollie <laughs> s- hears that Rory is alive, 
in that era and they're like you know you we have to do something we have to um st- we have to keep Roy alive don't you know we can't let him die again um and uh the they figure out that pretty much the only way to stop the villain and save the speed force is to uh pierce the time bubble and which will kill everyone um yeah the explosion will still happen everyone will still die but then wally can go into the speed force and absorb it for himself like to take it away yeah. from savitar yeah uh so rory and rory and wally have this really great moment where um Wally kind of like through the whole thing has, was telling Roy that he's like, you know, I'll find a way to save you this time. We we don't have to uh we don't have to let the events play out like they did, but um that's not possible. And uh Roy goes, This is come on man, we're never really gone, whether in memory or some cosmic hiccup. Uh you said it yourself, don't leave before the miracle happens, because it could happen tomorrow, but tomorrow may not be there if People like you and me give up, so do me a favor and drop the rock of guilt you're carrying around. You'll run faster. And then he um, asks if Ollie can hear him, and he looks into like Wally's eyes and like speaks to Ollie, and he's like, I love you, Ollie. You were always there for me. You taught me to fight for what's right, even if it costs us everything to do it. You gave me something to live for. You gave me hope. You're a great dad, so no blaming anyone, okay? If I didn't do what I could to save the day, what kind of sidekick would I be? I've only wanted ever to make you proud. And then he shoots the time bubble and says he loves uh, his daughter and and perishes. It's so such a great moment. Uh, Man, how many times do we have to watch Roy die? I know, Jesus. but well, luckily, you know, we'll a get real to, Uncle Ben. This guy, we'll we'll, we'll get <laughs> we'll back get the to top him. story, and <laughs> things will get better, probably. Yep. Um, yeah. So then they, uh, Wally, shoots back into present time, uh, back with everyone, and uh, just as Superman, Batman show up. And uh, then the villain also appears, and uh, Wally, he took Wally's clothes. <laughs> uh, but they, but he's fighting the Justice League, and so, you know, he gets the snap beat out of him, and Wally uh, teleports him outside. Uh, he's given a ring by Barry, and um, he gets a new suit, and he uh, teleports him outside and just whoops his ass. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah, this is a good issue. And uh, he goes, so you found your own raw connection to the Speed Force. That doesn't mean anything. Oh, it doesn't? Okay, Savitari, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a three-second head start, and then I'll show you just how much it means. And he just mollywops him. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, fucking rules. And then uh, Ollie and Wally get uh, to hug and, you know, shows that, he doesn't blame him for Roy's death and something that the two characters haven't like reconciled really since Heroes in Crisis. Yeah, this kind of this kind of fixes everything that everyone was mad about in Heroes in Crisis. Like uh, it's good job on these creators for just kind of being like, oh, just tie this up in a nice neat little bow and no one's mad now. <laughs> it's a maintenance <laughs> issue. Just yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, but it also con- it connects Flashpoint because like Barry talks about like hey yeah all those times that I fucked up time by trying to fix things like you can't like you know t- telling Wally like we can't like 
save all these people because I've seen what happens when I fuck up time. Yeah. Um, and then and then connecting Flash Rebirth. So yeah, it's, it does it, a really was, good job. It was of- less. It's less fixing Heroes in Crisis and more just repositioning Wally to like because he was about to retire. It's like this is more just like repositioning him to get him to like understand that he's needed and uh you know he uh you got to carry on and that this is what it means to be a hero and he finally is in a position to to do that and i'm just really excited to continue with the book because it's been really good and i'm glad that he's back and i i love the mission statement that it set forth and I think a lot of people have been waiting for this, honestly. So, yeah, no, that's great. All right, real quick, we got some shout-outs. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention "Haha" <laughs> number six uh, by W. Maxwell Prince, uh, Martin Morazzo, and Chris O'Halloran, which you might notice as the Ice Cream Man team doing the "Haha" book. You um, might even notice that reading this book consistently through the book um yeah so it's it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, called very happy hank the very happy clown and it is just a non-stop love letter to ice cream man uh while also being the conclusion to haha so it like ties all of the like h- uh clown characters together in like his like bizarre hallucinations and also has like in two pages a better characterization of walking phoenix joker than the entire walking phoenix joker movie uh, <laughs> yeah hot take uh not a hot take fuck that movie but um yeah like it's just this dude's descent into depression and madness while like encountering every single character from ice cream man and haha yeah, we get the it's fucking, fucking wild we get the dick goblin again <laughs> the, oh, dick yeah. goblin. the fucking straight jacket dog goblins. yeah we also get uh, that whole scene where he he climbs up on the onto his roof yeah that's yeah. just like how to be a ghost that whole yep. issue save jerry uh save that's jerry. like a, yeah. a billboard on the side of a, a bus <laughs> yeah yeah like it's it's fucking wild it's it's great uh Highly recommend if you've been a fan of Ice Cream Man but weren't reading Haha. Uh, number one, you're fucking up. But number two, you should just at least read this issue yeah. because it's a it's a big culmination of both. I just I don't know why, but I got a huge kick out of the fact that his name is Happy Hank, the very happy clown, and the whole thing <laughs> starts with like spoiler him getting complaints that he's not at all happy he's just a well, fucking bummer because he was like he was like at a party and like mu- muttering under his breath and the, the, he's like it's like what the fuck are you doing hank like you're you're bumming out the kids and he's like well that was the day my wife left me and like my dog got hit by <laughs> yeah. a bus yeah. so like so, see, your name <laughs> is happy Jesus hank fucking- the very happy clown it's right there on the brochure like you gotta be <laughs> Uh, the only instance where it is okay to tell someone to smile is literally when you are a, <laughs> party, a clown. party clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a story recently. This fucking dude showed up to like read kids' books at a library dressed as like a fucking like um, tie dye monkey and had like a fake dildo uh, out too. So he was like a weird monkey party clown, but he had a fucking big old dildo on the front of his what? costume. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't a, the, the seventh issue? It kind, yeah, it kind of reminded that? me of this. I was like, what the fuck? How is that a... Th- like, what? I don't know if that's a bit. I feel like that guy is just insane. I feel yeah, like that like has to be a bit, right? Like, I don't think so. I don't it's something. 
Anywho. Anyway, let's just let's just shout out a bat book, Batman Urban Legends, number five. Um, there's lots of stories by in everybody. Here. By everybody, <laughs> there's four stories in here. I think the my favorites have been the Red Hood story so far, which is Chip Zdarsky, Eddie Barrows, Ibra Ferreira, Diogenes Nevis, and Marcus Toe, and Adriano Lucas. Wow, it really is everybody. It's fucking um, everybody. This just continues to be an amazing Jason Todd story. Even a good, amazing Batman story with like the whole thing that's going on with like this new happy version of scarecrow basically yeah yeah um, cheer mr. there's freeze. a villain named cheer now and mr like freeze that. um <laughs> yeah mr freeze is like a drug lord <laughs> working for this fucking dude um is he selling well, meth please sell you selling meth well he's he's on meth he's, he's basically. on he's on the opposite of the fear toxin which just makes cheer you drops it cheer drops yeah which just makes you like extremely happy so he thinks he's doing everything for his wife again he just he orders uh, his them. wife's alive he just orders them I need to get some like, of stuff no i said fear drops <laughs> yeah what well, are these i didn't order these <laughs> it seems like prolonged exposure just makes you literally go crazy so obviously the uh, plan is to make it give it to batman because of course real, real batman villain shit huh but there's like a good <laughs> yeah classic fucking 90s batman villain shit like just yeah. real it's it's great and even like the jason todd like flashback they always have a bunch of flashbacks like a good moment of him being robin trying to like he always thought he wasn't as good as like dick uh, and like you know just not as smart and everything but he ends up solving this very elaborate rid- riddler riddle to save batman i mean dick is such a hard thing to live up to isn't it yeah especially good dick um nope whoops speaking of robins the other really good story in here is a tim drake story uh by megan fitzmartin Belen ortega and alejandro sanchez um story so good it's a great tim story but it's kind of him investigating like some uh, you know a friend that's gone missing and it's leading him into infiltrating a like pain cult or some shit like it's fucking yeah it's wild i love what i love one part of that he's like talking to the detective and he's like you oh you don't think i have a list of all the cults that pop up in gotham (laughs) yeah spoiler alert there's a shitload of them the ledger is full like it's just such a good throwaway yeah tim's not fucking around he's just trying to find his way to help but yeah he's trying to talk to this cop he's like yeah i know about this cult motherfucker i'm gonna go get him don't worry (laughs) it's really good at also like uh he's helping give uh, giving uh, Oracle like tech advice because like Oracle was yeah. using his system, um, and so one of, that's one of the things I really like about the book is that what few indistinguishable traits Tim has as Robin is like his intelligence, and it yeah, plays with that one. really well. Yeah, yeah, and and it's playing with the like I don't know who I am if I'm not Robin. That's like this whole issue. Yeah, this and whole story is and- is him. Like coming to terms with like right. who am I outside well, of being Robin? Well, that carries on from Tynan's run in Detective. Totally, he yeah. like that. Like he's ultra intelligent. He designs the fucking Bat Pentagon, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, they gets to a point. You know, with you know, he's talking to Stephanie a lot. Like I think they're dating or something in that run at some point. But like, he's no, like, they broke up. Oh, That's they broke more, up. In, no, in this story. In this story. Well, I'm just saying in general, but like they generally break up because he's an idiot. 
<laughs> but he doesn't know what to do. Like he's stuck between being a regular person as Tim Drake and using his gifts that way, or just. But he's like drawn to be Robin. Like there's something in him that needs to do that still. But yeah, this story is touching on it too as well. Yeah, for sure. I haven't um, read a lot of Tim Drake, but it's pretty great. It's a great introduction. It's a great character. I haven't read much Tim Drake, honestly. He's um, Robin during one of the best periods of Batman. He's a great character. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of great characters, uh, book we haven't Spawn? talked about in a minute, uh, fuck you, um, is Spider-Man Spider-Shadow number four. That's uh, another <laughs> one that we missed issue three while we were gone. Um, it's uh, by Chip Zdarsky, Pasquale Ferry, and Matt Hollingsworth. So, so in the issue him? that we missed, he managed to shed the symbiote. And in this issue, uh, the symbiote just fucking takes over the whole Baxter building. Sure. So it's like him and the Avengers and the X-Men trying to fight uh, the symbiote uh, who has so this book uh, got Reed real- and... Yeah. Read the Fantastic Four. So this book got real out of hand real fast. It did. Wait, th- yeah. This, is, this is a what if for, for those. It's a what if, yeah. Following um, along. It's like, what if Spider Man was just the fucking worst, right? Well, like, what if Spider Man continued to wear the symbiote and it took it took over? Yeah, and he's like, just you know, a murdering scumbag now. But yeah, he decides to murder his entire rogues gallery and then, uh, like, like the, as he's murdering the Kingpin, the Kingpin, like, tells everyone that Peter Parker is Spider Man. And then, like, he manages to get get rid of it. And th- oddly enough, Jonah is the one who's like fighting for him. That's hilarious. Like, yeah, it, it's great. It's like Jonah's like, look, I have my paper. I'm gonna tell everyone that it wasn't you that killed. Like, like Peter Parker didn't kill those people. The symbiote did. And like, so it, it's it's him dealing with like the guilt of like, no, I was I'm fucking angry and I'm tired of you know these constant battles. So like, I killed those people. It like it, it yeah. took over my worst. It took over my anger, my worst quality, you know. And it's like there's some really good Mary, Mary Jane moments. She gets a fucking gun. <laughs> like she mm. runs into the back. <laughs> it's like it's uh Peter, uh, Human Torch, and and MJ run into the Baxter Building to try and like degoopify it. Mm. And <laughs> it's fucking great. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a book pay, that pay for like a special crew for that. <laughs> oh, gross. Um. But yeah, no, it's it's uh, fucking fantastic, and I just I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up. So there it is. Everyone should go read it. Yeah, you said degoopify. Come on. Yeah, you gotta call one eight hundred Steamer. Yeah, that sounds like that just sounds like it needs a specialist. Like that's 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 you know. Yeah, the Ghostbusters. You gotta degoopify New York City. No, the Ghostbusters goopify. Somebody else had to fix all. Yeah, someone else degoops. It's like a that only works if it's ectoplasm. Yeah. yeah, hopefully it's ectoplasm. I don't yeah, think who so. Who had to clean up all that slime? Like Jesus, just like a crime scene unit. It's like my, these fucking guys again. It's, it's a uh, crossover with Damage Incorporated. Yeah, yeah. right. It's like they, they covered all of upper the Upper West Side in melted enchanted marshmallow. Like Yo. that doesn't come off easy. Yeah, but like you just eat that shit. And dude, you want ants? There's there's definitely you want ants. ants. This is how you get ants. There's definitely That's ants like, after that. Yeah. yeah, well, they they just stayed. They were gonna leave New York, but they stayed f- for the marshmallows. <laughs> All right, y'all want to talk about some some big mega DC universe action? You mean again? Significantly like less marshmallow. I feel like yeah, we did that is... with Flash, but yeah, let's do it. No, we'll do it. We're doing it again. <laughs> going um, even further. Yeah, we could talk about further. Mr. S- President Superman. Dude, President <laughs> Mr. Superman got a 
a legit laugh out of me. <laughs> just his existence <laughs> at all. So, we, we, it had to be explained to me that he's president of the United States and Superman. He's not the president of Supermans. <laughs> Man, we're really- Which- I feel like that would that's like a, just a very different comic, but it, it needs to be as goofy as something of like six sidekicks or something. That that is a no. That is a, a spinoff written by uh, Matt Fraction. Yeah, that's th- a Matt Fraction mm. Steve Lieber. Oh, book. that would yeah. be so great. President Superman, president of the Superman. <laughs> oh. Anyway, anyway, not the Supermen, the Supermans. Supermans. <laughs> that's the plural. Of I hope Superman. no one came here for a concise rundown. Of- <laughs> no, this is going to be wandering. At least, they, so, yeah. at least the book, unlike us, puts you a nice chunk so you could follow each story along, yeah, which I so, really like because so, there's like four or five in this book. Yeah, it's Infinite Frontier is is basically after the last Dark Knight's death metal event. Um, the, the multiverse exploded back into existence, and now we have an omniverse. And not only did that like come into play in a lot of things like people are alive that shouldn't be alive people are dead that are like yeah, people are missing they that shouldn't be missing Wonder Woman's to do some missing. stuff Wonder Woman is well, in the god sphere well, we right? know where she is yeah. but no one else does yeah, yeah, yeah. no one I else haven't, does but she's in point. the god I haven't told Superman yet I can't mean oh, to, but you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he's so busy being yeah, president. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, Superman. so, but not only did it, is it just kind of getting fucky with like the time streams in the multiverse. Um, Earth Prime saw the multiverse, so like regular ass humans know that mm, there's a multiverse yeah, now, which is so, like, like the first time ever. Yeah. So like the Justice League has been new, but and that's Earth Zero, right? Sorry if I sound like an asshole. Yes. Is Earth Zero yes. like the prime DC Earth? Um, yes, yes, yes. I'm it was sure. Earth Prime for a while. Yeah, but I don't think I, I don't we're know. not. We, it's we fine. don't talk it's about fine. Earth Prime. <laughs> well, like, do we just Let's that, pull out like, the Grant Morrison map? Yeah, I yeah. which is crazy great. Which is great They're, that that's in this. They then, bring it up. Yeah, yeah they bring up. Like, there's just a, drawn in it. Because one one part of this book is the aforementioned President Superman, President uh, Superman of Earth Twenty Two, President Superman. And he's he's uh, explaining he's explaining the multiverse to Thomas Wayne, who is Flashpoint uh, Batman. Yes. Um, so he's kind of like fallen out of time, just like crash lands on President Superman's uh, Smallville. Essentially, oh, like his, his parents, yeah, like his parents, his house, parents yeah. find him. And they're like a fucking another one. Who get who sent? We didn't a full order Batman. Batman. Yeah. We already it's have like, enough Batman. Who sent us an old Batman? Also, it's like we moved one. out to the country to get away from this yeah. kind of shit. I like how they <laughs> were just dropping Batman's on us. They were specifically bad that he was older too. Yeah, he's um, also a dick. Yeah, he yeah, killed he's just a curmudgeon. Well, he helped kill Thomas Wayne, right? He's a curmudgeon-y ass. Yeah, he helped kill well, Alfred. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they asshole. send him the President Superman, who is who is the leader of the Justice Incarnate, which is the Justice League that exists in the outside of reality, and it's the it's the Justice League for the multiverse. Yeah, they protect Captain everyone. Carrot is also on there. Um, I love Captain everyone, Carrot. Minus yeah, one amazing Adam's crew. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> They're somewhere. Um, yeah. So, so. We kind of get a, a introduction to uh, 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 the multiverse by President Superman explaining it to Thomas Wayne, who's kind of clueless. Um, I love it. So- They're like, we have a guidebook. He's like, I don't read comics. And I'm like, oh, all right. That, that's what we're working off of then. We're just working <laughs> literally, off, of, awesome. we're working off Grant Morrison's multiverse. Grant Morrison's multiverse. I feel like yeah. I was Batman in that scene. It's like, let's bring this guy up to speed. But also, Flashpoint Batman has just spent the last like six years in the main DC universe 
with his son who's alive and knows what occurred to make that universe change, he yeah, should be open to this. Yeah, the fact that he's pretending like he, yeah, the fact that he's pretending he doesn't understand what's going on yeah, is kind of silly point. to me. Um, I don't read comic books. <laughs> yeah, I just love it. Just the cover of Grant Morrison's multiverse is their map. Yeah, it's great. Um, yes, it's great, and so. Yeah, we the, get his backstory in, basically. Well, we also I'm, I'm just going to go in order too. Um so oh, right. in Earth yeah. In Earth 0, um what's her face? Cameron um, Chase. Ca- Cameron huh? Chase. Cameron, Cameron Chase. Chase. Yes. So, so, absolutely so, going to be a in trade as her miniseries from the 80s. It's okay. so good. Awesome. Hell yeah. So Cameron Chase has been recruited by Dr. Bones. It's Mr. Bones. De- He's the Mr. director Bones. of the DEO. He's, he w- He's still working on his PhD, all right? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Listening. I can never... Mr. Bones. I can never... Mr. Bones. Uh, he's a skeleton the man The bones are is, not his money, though. He, lo- he, <laughs> he loves cigars. He is the director of the Department of... Uh, Spookiness. He's from... Bones. Sp- Department of he's from Infinity Inc. Infinity he's, Inc. Yes. He's actually... He's really with the Department of Truth in the DC Universe. That's basically his job. Yeah. It's the Department of Extra Normal Operations. The DEO. Yeah. Nailed it. He, he um, was like it. He was part of the superhero team that was essentially the Teen Titans to the JSA. Infinity Inc. Yes. With like Adam Smasher um, and like all of them. But they all also, died. Also, they call him... They call him Director Bones, which is why I was getting Doctor oh, Bones. Um, Director Bones. Well, you can shorten Director Doctor Bones is my father. He does that. He does that for parties. <laughs> Anywho, but he's not a very uh, happy. So, we have so, too many uh, jokes about fucking Mister Bones. <laughs> Good Lord, Mr. Bones. I'm trying so hard to keep this on the rails, and you guys are just throwing pennies on the track. I'm sorry, we've got Mr. Bones and Captain fucking Carrot happening here. Captain huh? Carrot fighting a space monkey, another version of Shazam fighting a giant lizard on literally the next page you just talked about. So, so Cameron yeah, 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 yeah. is like meets with the world's <laughs> finest and they're like and uh they're like you're working for Bones um and he's concerned I, about I the I love multiverse. the way that she I love the way that she gets their attention is uh the the lady who's just like the front desk clerk at the the like oh, hall of justice yeah, yeah. it's like do you have an appointment she's like uh yes i do actually it's under help help please someone save me and then clark just walks in he's like oh cameron how you been he's like great. i got him would hear me got him and then <laughs> help, batman someone, just being please. broody as fuck <laughs> and yeah she's trying to so she's explaining to them like okay humans like regular humans are now learning about the multiverse for the first time and they're scared shitless what is going on like who is the batman who laughs what it like yeah, who is ba- that guy where's your evil version she's basically yeah. saying superman will take care of it will not work anymore we have to give exactly. them something or they're gonna f- like start going crazy yeah. and they kind of just kind of go like yeah yeah we got it under control we got and then so <laughs> captain adam is back and she that's yep. her next investigation because she's wondering yeah, what, that's, what the hell happened with that. Yeah. Uh yeah, so we'll just skip to that to ke- to keep it to uh, keep her story wrapped up. Keep her story together. Um so yeah, so she goes to Captain Adam who's like on a military base in a m- metropolis and she's like, "Oh man, like Nathan Adams, how you been? Like what's been going on?" And she's like, "Oh, you got some good Uncle Sam uh, set you up good here." And he's like, "Yeah, you know, it's a living. I'm retiring. Like I don't want to do the superhero shit anymore." She's like, "Oh, that's interesting cuz we've never met. Who are you?" Well, she asked him a question about a specific memory cuz yeah. she's a spy. She had a suspicion and then she ba- once he says uh, oh yeah that was a long time ago blah 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 it was great and he's like yeah. oh we've never met and she, he's like fuck oldest trick in yeah. the book I fell for it <laughs> <laughs> basically he's from another 
Yeah. Universe. He's from he's from the multiverse somewhere. He's from and a he different, just wanted, yeah. He wanted to go to a, a safe uh you know place where he could just lay low. Yeah, but then he does something uh real different. Man. Yeah, he just he uh, just not nukes himself. Real different. He yeah, has died kind of Captain Adam so many times. <laughs> yeah, this is Captain Adam's movie. So he, he basically just nukes rips himself. his chest open and I guess makes him a self-atomic bomb and just says Dark Side is and then just blows the fuck up. Yeah, it which was, brings us It's back. fucked up cuz he was just like, you know, joking around with the guys of the base that he just evaporated. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he does it out all the time. <laughs> Who would hang out with this guy? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, World War generals. So, so, <laughs> part of this is um they're looking for pieces of a ship uh which is evidently where um thomas wayne uh flashpoint batman was like being held captive um so yeah the uh uh, machine head is is like gathering all these pieces and they find a big chunk of it in earth 22 which is also the you know where well uh, earth 22 has also been the earth that they've had no contact with specific yes, that's the one yeah. yeah i mentioned earlier the president of superman is the president of earth 22 that's a lie i'm sorry 23 i, I think it is 23 yeah it's close yeah so 22 um, they haven't had any contact with and there's a piece of it so uh thomas wayne and uh mr president go and investigate <laughs> president superman to you sir i like that the one um, earth is uh just iron man and dr doom fighting yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking great. I just like that um, they elected a guy president oh who God. has a secret identity. It's I don't think it's very secret. They just uh, elected Superman. Yeah, but wouldn't he just be like President Clark Kent at that no, point? He, like, w- like No, he's no, running he's president as super, Superman. He's running as well, Superman. Well they kept so, asking. Clark Kent certificates. is not president. Any well, Clark Kent can't be president. <laughs> Superman is. Come on, there can only be one president. Clark Kent is clearly the press secretary to the president. Superman. This, this <laughs> is the part where I flip just... my table over. He no, Clark Kent's <laughs> actually his vice president, <laughs> <laughs> and they're never in the same place at the same time. <laughs> For security, it's Clark Kent, but it's the K and C are switched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. So, so um as they're good. investigating this like derelict ship, uh Magog shows up. Oh yeah, Magog. We haven't seen Magog in like fucking forever. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking Magog, you Philistines. <laughs> but for the sake of that joke, Magog will fly. It's gonna, um, that's how I'm going to pronounce it forever. Magog. <laughs> um, but he's yeah, basically so, the ruler of this world now, it um, seems. Yeah, so so evidently uh, he was... He had been reformed, but uh, yeah. the multiverse reverted him back to his old ways. So uh, He never makes know, any fucking sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I barely know much who about this person Magog is. He looks dope. He, and that's he all I appears really care in Kingdom about. Come, and then later in JSA, when all the Kingdom Come people, like the Kingdom Come Earth, merges uh, with ours, uh, and they fall here, he ends up here. But he was he's he was someone from our Earth initially, and mm. they it's like a mystery they have to figure out. I think. It could be misremembering. Yeah, that's a big DC lore week-ish uh, episode. Yeah, man, now, when you is. say our Earth, which Earth I believe zero. is no. Earth Zero, the prime. No, I'm DC talking about Earth. The, oh, prime. the main DC Earth. universe because our Earth, Earth is yeah. the Earth that Superman Prime is from. 
Yeah, Earth he, Prime is the one that we live in where we read superhero comic books and we, none of them actually he, exist except for he superhero got Boy banished Prime. to that Earth to just troll on message boards all day. Yep, uh, and then uh, Earth Zero is the is our DC where like Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman are like the ones that we know. It's just so uh, it, it's the same Earth taste but zero calories. Mm, yes, exactly. diet Earth. Yes, Earth Zero. I get. I got it. I got the. Joke. See what I see. What I did there. I did. So back on um, Earth Zero. Jesus fucking Christ. Because we, we have two more fucking stories in this book. I know, man. Um, it's. I feel like we haven't even gotten to this issue yet. <laughs> yeah, because now. So back on Earth Zero, it is. Do you remember um, the quick recap from the Alan, first issue? Yeah. Well, it's. Yeah, I guess you want to. You want to do a I recap, just Sean? Here. They're investigating. They went to go. Alan Scott and his son went to go meet. Um. They his, believe his they daughter. were called to go meet his daughter in Gotham. When they get to the building, it blows up fucking green, and then they yes. can't they can't find they anybody. Yeah, and, and, no and, um, they don't know where she is. And uh, Obsidian, what's his name? Obsidian Midnight is that Obsidian. His name? I can never. Remember. It's just Obsidian. Okay. That's how. Just Obsidian. Yeah, okay, it's just Alan the one Scott's. word. Just like share. So now okay, Alan cool. Scott. What's his superhero name? I know. Oh. I'm kidding. Um, or green Obsidian. Obsidian has a connection with his sister so that like he always knows like where she is and like he can feel that she's alive but he can't sense where she yeah, is so, so something is find real fucky. So they get yeah. they get Mr. Terrific, Alan Scott, Obsidian and I don't know this other dude. Vandal Savage. That thank he's you. The, to invest the to investigate. He's immortal. Got That's it. his whole thing. So, he's immortal. So they pretty much come to investigate and they're trying to figure out what's going on. This is where they kind of talk about like uh, lots of JSA members have touched base and reached out, um, but not um, not everyone has kind of checked in. So they're wondering, you know, maybe that she's gone rogue or something else is going on. So they're trying to figure out what's what's going on. Yeah. And it's like some people haven't checked in. Uh, Mr. Trevick says specifically, um, the totality have been studying the changes to our world uh, mon- monitoring. Reality has gone through a tremendous trauma. Uh there's a lot we don't understand, and like he, Obsidian's like, "What the fuck? Like, how did you, how did you not tell me that this is happening? And like, my <laughs> sister's in danger yeah. now." So he's like, "Let's go kick some ass." And uh, <laughs> there's like a really good back and forth where uh, <laughs> basically, like Obsidian's like, "Fuck you guys, I'm leaving," and Vandal's like, uh, "You know, like, why are we here? Leave your son, like, let your son go handle his, his business, and like, Alan, go, let's go do like real superhero work because you know that's what." Like- well, basically, and he, and he finally gets to the point where he's like, the, he's I guess since he's immortal, which I didn't know this, which just makes a lot more sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, he pretty he's m- it like three times. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, I'm, I'm, comics are hard sometimes. Um, <laughs> he was basically saying like, oh, you know, only a one child is not of any importance. It's only a distraction, and then. Uh, Alan's yeah, got. He's like, he don't like that too ever, much. He's like, if you ever speak to my, uh, speak to of my children like that again, you will wish you weren't immortal. And then hits him yeah, with a I've, with I a fighter he was jet here. So that's <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> it's literally in very this, bold we'll, text. This will get smoother Alan, as we learn more DC. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, and then, uh, and then uh, he's basically like, like uh, if I have to choose between the totality and my family. Uh, I'm gonna choose my family. Let's go kick some ass. Yeah, so they go. They go off to go kick some ass. And then that leads us to our boy Roy, who is alive. Roy, 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 who did not die. Well, he's kind of die. He's He's kind of dead because he's definitely a black lantern. He doesn't know how he's alive. Black lanterns are zombies. 
Yeah. Black Enders are zombies. So yeah. he got, he was in the previous issue, I, he was in I, a I diner. <laughs> I, don't, I don't read DC, man. This is crying. I'm trying. That's all the way back in uh, with like Darkest Night, right? Yes. Where they established yes. the, the lantern, the. The Black Lantern. I'm, I'm sorry, Adam. I subjected everyone to this. I apologize. What's the word I'm looking for? You don't have the, to be sorry. The spectrum of lantern colors. Ah, uh, yes. Um, sorry. Just, just sounds like word. we need a lot more now in trades. No, honestly, yeah, this is good because if we're talking about all the shit, like everyone knows it, our listeners are also yeah, going to yeah, I'm the surrogate listener it. on this one, guys. I feel like there's like a third of our listeners that only read Marvel, a third of our listeners that only read DC, and a third that might read both, but like, I didn't know some of this shit, you know? Oh, yeah. So like, let's, I knew let's some you of know. It. I like but, I like catching everyone up from yeah. square one, aka I just, catching Adam I love, up from uh, square one. Same I love here, though. I love Roy getting the... um. The powers and like the first thing he does is fucking make a bow. He makes a bow and, and yeah. targets. It's so cool. Yeah, this and, is and this is the training he, he, montage yeah, to figure yeah. out his new powers. It's awesome yeah, he, so far. He thinks he he like flashes back to like okay, what did what did uh, Hal do? Because you know Ollie and Hal always used yeah. to team up, and he was the ward, so he's just like you know like okay, I guess Hal used to use his willpower, and he's like oh I got plenty of that shit. <laughs> so he starts like making constructs and figuring out, and he's like. Didn't he have like a like a chant? Yeah. Like well, oh. you know, and then as he's like trying to figure that out, it like unleashes these visions, and he sees mm. fucking dark side and like Thomas psych- Wayne psycho and pirate. psycho pirate and and like berries Who and chains and he killed sees- the quintessence. What right? Well, that dark- is- someone killed the quintessence. Dark side. It's probably dark side. It's probably it's dark probably, side. But it's probably dark side using there. using Which is one of the yeah. main core um like mysteries of the book, essentially, is Dark Side yeah, is killing all causing these fucking shit with the multiverse and they need to figure out what's yep. going on. Yeah. Yeah, and then he and then he says like he's like, uh, show me my daughter, where is she? Tell me now, and then the ring just says Dark Side is. So that's not fucking It's not good. good. You never want your ring well, to kind say of that. Like, and then, and then, then he, he turns into a zombie. He's like full on Black Lantern at that he's point. Full on zombie. Yeah, because that that's kind of the vibe they all give off. Yeah. And it just says, "Come uh, to me." I also me. love that this this is where we cut to the military base because the the dudes on the military base where Captain Adam is just see him fly off as a Black Lantern. They're yeah. like, "Yeah, it's probably another superhero. It's fine. Just leave it alone." <laughs> <laughs> it's just so- yeah, and then Captain Adam's like, "You guys want to see something really scary?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking Adam. Peels his skin back. Yeah. I love how the the the, uh, oh. the there's the big atom bomb explosion splash page, but at the bottom it just says "Next Alan Scott and Obsidian Kick Ass." <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. Hell yeah! And then we get the Mister Bones, um, Mister Multiversal, Mister Bones is Multiversal Executive Bones. <laughs> <laughs> That's how honestly. This is this whole miniseries should just be called Mister Bones Multiversal Mysteries. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so it it, it, it asks a lot of the questions lining, that we're all us also it's asking. It's lining up a lot of the events that are going to be happening. What is Fear State? Why is Oracle forming a team? And why uh, will Jonathan Jonathan Kent be as good as Superman? Can he fill his dad's shoes? Uh, can Wonder Woman escape the God Sphere? As we were talking about, yeah. uh, which heroes are wearing the Black Lantern ring? Which we know um, has the fastest man alive outrun his past, and how is Roy Harper alive? So those are the things that we shouldn't know that we are learning. It's uh, all these big, yeah. It's like every DC book. So clearly, so this Bones. book is very chaotic. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and uh, tie is. into our next uh, next week's books. 
uh, our next why next is Cl- books? why is Clark Kent leading the new version of the Authority? So let's talk about what comes out today, guys. No, President Superman number one. <laughs> Superman and the Authority number one by Grant Morrison and Michael Janin. I'm fucking stiff. It's gonna be so confusing. I don't know if I can break that book down. I got on this a show. Grant Morrison Superman book. A Grant Morrison Authority book. Like fuck. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm psyched. So that's that's coming out uh, today, as well as uh, Nightwing '82. Stoked for that. Um, Marauders what? and New Mutants. Yep, yep. Um, Moon Knight number one. Yeah, Moon Knight. Um, Mother of Madness. Uh, yeah, that, that new image book with Amelia yeah, Clark. By, like, yeah, yeah. Mother, the Mother of Dragons wrote a book called Mother of Madness. I, <laughs> it's not lost on me. Deadly Class, uh, Ascender. A new number one from Boom called Dark Blood. Boom, boom. That looks really cool. Um, yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah, I'm stoked on uh, that. What else we got? I don't know. Home and Homesick Pilots. Okay. Uh, Shadecraft, Lila Star, Time Before Time. Oh, wow. Many Deaths of, many deaths of Layla Star. Uh, Loading up the indie goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big indie week. Black with Hammer, some which is always great. <laughs> Hell yeah. We did it. Yep. That's some good shit. <laughs> somehow. Yeah. I, somehow this wasn't like two and a half hours. I, I don't Did y'all it. like that seamless transition I did? That was great. So seamless. It was so good until you pointed it out, though. <laughs> Damn it. I can never <laughs> stick the landing. It's fine. I can just cut it out. <laughs> so yeah. So that's, that's this week's books that you should go get right now. And you can tune in while we talk about them next week when they become last week's books. So go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at last week's comics. And uh, yeah, join our, join our Patreon, join our discord channel, all that fun stuff. We've got good stuff for you on the discord and uh, we got fun stuff for you on Patreon. Uh, We've got a show that we've got one episode out of for just our Patreons called now in trade. I think after today's episode, we're going to have about six more lined up Mm -hmm. where we talk about really good pivotal stuff that uh is now in trade for you to consume so go check that out go check out all the all the good stuff there on the doing genre um yeah so that's it for us here on uh tales from the short box for myself casey sean and rj uh we'll see you next week uh goodbye everybody bye